Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headaches. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold distress. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids. Attention, Quiz Kids, listen carefully to your first question. What class of people in the nation's capital still ride in carriages and like it? Yes, there it is. Today's number one puzzler. And how many of you folks at home can answer it? Well, we'll soon find out what the youngsters here in school have to say, for here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Jack Holden, and hello, everyone. We're happy to have you join us here in our Chicago classroom of the air, and we're ready to start right in on another unrehearsed Alka-Seltzer question session. And friends, when I say unrehearsed, I mean that the quiz kids do not know what questions are to be asked. They don't even know what subjects are to come up for discussion. But we're all going to find out right now. Here we go with roll call. Patrick? I am Patrick Long Conlon. I'm at 12 years old and in 7A at Fort Dearborn School in Chicago. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 13 years old and in the 8th grade at Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Van? I am Vance Norm. I am 13 years old in the 8th grade at Bishop Quarter Junior Military Academy in Oak Park. And representing the fair sex this afternoon, we have Noreen. I'm Noreen Novick. I'm 15 years old, and if my exams turn out all right, I'll be a third-year college student at the University of Chicago next year. Well, we all hope they do, yes, sir. And little Brenda. I'm Brenda Lehman. I'm five years old and in Chicago, Illinois. Yes, <laughs> you betcha. Well, now, I wonder if I can catch you kids on that first question from Elizabeth H. Coran of... Covington, Kentucky. What class of people in the nation's capital still ride in carriages and like it? Now, we have two hands up, and Pat's hand was up first. Well, uh, this would be, uh, uh, sort of in a matter of a joke. It might be all the babies of the nation's capital. The babies, that's it. That's the answer, Pat. (laughs) I, uh, I didn't think you kids were going to get that, but you certainly did. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Marjorie Abrams of Elmhurst, New York, hopes to stump you children with this question because if she does, she will receive one of those magnificent Zenith radio phonograph combinations. The set with two Cobra tone arms, one for regular playing records and one for the new long playing records. So, on your toes, quiz kids, here is the question. What European river flows through three European capitals? Well, no hands up. Looks like a stumper. Uh, there's one hand. Lonnie? Could it be the Danube? The Dan- Danube. That's right. Uh-huh. That's absolutely right. Could you give me the uh, capital? I'm not sure. One of them would be, uh, what is it? The capital of uh, Czechoslovakia, I believe. Prague. No. No. Budapest? Wouldn't one of them be the capital of Austria? Yes. Vienna? Yes. What is it? Vienna. Vienna. That's capital. right. All right. Two more now. Lonnie? Could it be Budapest? Budapest, Hungary. Hungary. Uh, Hungary, and uh, the third one? This is really beside the point, but uh, you gave me the correct answer. Vance? Would it be Munich, uh, the capital of Bavaria? And... No, 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 it's uh, Yugoslavia. Bonnie? Belgrade. That's correct, uh-huh. Well, <laughs> Marjorie Abrams does not receive the big Zenith radio phonograph combination for her question because you children answered it correctly, but she does get a radio. It's that fine Zenith portable radio in a handy luggage case. Now, this is always the reward when a question is used on our program. So, friends, 
Uh, send in your questions to Quiz Kids Chicago and see if you can win a Zenith radio. This fanciful question is from uh, R.L. Baker of New Orleans. You kids are to pretend that the men painted in famous works of art could talk. Uh, if each were in a complaining mood and you could hear what each grumbled, could you identify the painting? Now, here's the first one. I certainly wish the artist who painted me could have stuck to his job until he got me finished. Every schoolboy and girl has to look at me and know that I'm unfinished. I'm getting sick of it. Lonnie? That's George Washington, and it was painted by Stewart. Stewart, that's Western right, Western. absolutely. All right, see what we can do with this next one. <clears throat> if you think I'm scowling, you're dead right. Who wouldn't scowl, who had been wearing a heavy helmet on his head for over 280 years? As if that weren't enough, they don't give me enough light to read or write. A single spot of light on this helmet and on my face is all I get. Noreen? That's Rembrandt's man with the golden helmet. That's right. Very, very good. And here's the last one. Oh, dear. It was fun balancing myself on this seashell for the first 15 minutes. But year in and year out, it gets tiresome. I can't even dive off for a swim or take time out to roll my hair up. Noreen? That's Venus in Botticelli's The Birth of Venus, and it's in the Uffizi Gallery in Italy. Very, very good. That's right, Noreen. Uh-huh. Now... This next question is from Mrs. L. Jenkins of Chicago, and it's about food that you might serve to distinguished guests. If you were entertaining the following composers and wanted to set before them just the kind of a tasty dish they might have enjoyed in their native country, what would you cook for them? First one is Liszt. Brenda. He was born in Hungary, so he was serving gulag. <laughs> That's right, sir, Hungarian gulag. <laughs> Yes, sir. And the next one is Tchaikovsky. Brenda again. He was born in Russia, so he was from Borscht. Borscht, right, yes, uh-huh. And see if you can get uh, the third one here, Johann Strauss. Brenda. He, he was born in Vienna, so he was from Vinishness. Vinishness, all right. <laughs> and how about Debussy? Uh, Brenda. He, he was born in France, so he was from... Crepes Suzette, so that's, the, that's crepes Suzette right. and champagne. Yes, uh, <laughs> Do you know what a crepe Suzette is, Brenda? Yes, it's a thin pancake with brandy on it. Oh, uh, I thought it was a pancake with a hot foot. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> well, now, we're going to see what we can do with this next question after we hear from Jack Holden. Thank you, Joel. You know, a lot of our friends are going to spend this holiday weekend away from home, and between now and next Tuesday morning, there's a long drive back. So I'd like to remind you folks that Alka-Seltzer helps relieve that tense, tired feeling brought on by long hours behind the wheel, and for the headache which often accompanies that feeling of fatigue. Alka-Seltzer can be just the thing for really fast, really effective relief. Or... Tuesday morning, if you wake up feeling headachy and upset, wishing you hadn't stopped at that last sandwich spot along the road, just get out the Alka-Seltzer bottle, drop a couple of tablets into a glass of water, listen to it fizz, then drink it down. And notice how soon you begin to feel better. Yes, friends, depend on Alka-Seltzer to help you to fast relief from these common ailments. And whether you're at home or away... Check that Alka-Seltzer supply. If those tablets are down to four, remember, it's time to buy some more Alka-Seltzer. All right, children, here we go with more questions. Mrs. Elsa 
Dottel of Chicago says that she's been interested in our local quiz kids programs that are carried on in different parts of the United States. Now, if these fictional children took part in a local quiz kids program, from what part of the country would they probably broadcast? Uh, Neely, Francie, and Laurie. Noreen? Yes, those children are from the Tree Girls in Brooklyn. That's right. So the chances are they would broadcast from Brooklyn, wouldn't they? Uh Uh-huh. And how about Polly, Tom, and Fanny? Noreen? That's from Alcott's, an old-fashioned girl, and I think that's in New England. In where? New England. Well, it is. Uh, Could you give the uh, approximate locale pass? Was that Massachusetts? Yes. Uh, As a matter of fact, Boston. Mm Mm-hmm. According to Mary Harker of New York City, articles of magic are not limited to fairy stories. They also crop up in operas. Now, in what opera would you find a magic hat? Brenda? That's in The Ring of the Nibelung by Richard Wagner. At first was uh, just golf, and, and, uh, and underneath of the river where the Rhine names were, there's an ugly dwarf named Ivory. And Ivory stole the and made a ring out of it, and made a time helm. And when you put the time helm on, you make yourself invisible and change yourself. And the ruler of the gods, Volcan, tricked him into turning himself into a toast, and, uh, he st- and, and, and he stepped on him, and he got the time helm off, and he gave it to the two giants who did by Hara for the gods. And uh, Foster killed Fazoy, and he had the gold for himself, and he changed himself into a dragon with the tarnam to watch the ghost of finally Siegfried killed. But at the end, everybody was killed. First, Siegfried was killed by Hagen, and Hagen drowned. And then Brunhilde rolled into the fire. And then the, then the house of Valhalla burned down. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, the, then the ruler of the goddess uh, forgot not Voltan, but... Uh, well, I don't think it makes much difference, Brent. <laughs> 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 That's about the only thing that you forgot. Huh? <laughs> Were you going to say something else? The name of that was... His name was... Yeah. Well, that's the way those names are. They get away from me, see? Mm-hmm. All right, well, now... In uh, what opera is there a pair of magic glasses, Brenda? In Hoffman's Tales by Jack Sofenbach, they were it was made by Spallanzani and Capellius. They made some magic glasses. They made Olympia, and they gave it to Hoffman. And Hoffman looked, put the glasses on, and I saw Olympia. And he thought she was a real girl, and he danced so fast that he broke the glasses, and he saw Olympia. As a doll. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. That was a long, uh, I mean, a short four-part question, wasn't it? <laughs> well, that's very, very good, honey. Jane Hansen of Los Angeles wants you kids to imagine that you're going to a birthday party and you can take any present you can find in a song title. Now, just for fun, since I'll be having a birthday in a couple of days, let's pretend that I'm giving the birthday party... And let's see what you can uh, find to bring. Now, just think of any song title that mentions an appropriate gift. Noreen? I can't give you anything but love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful, Noreen. That's very, very good. Uh, Pat? Well, put them in a box. It'd be nice to carry it in. And uh, rings on her fingers. 
Yes. Or, uh, uh, pistol packing, Mama. Uh-huh, well. Ready so, a pistol? So far, I'm doing all right here. Uh, Lonnie? Well, uh, I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. <laughs> There's, uh, nothing personal behind that, is there? Well, not exactly. All right, uh, Brenda? Well, I was thinking if you could bring, you could, if you would be the man you want to help us, you could, you could sing potatoes are cheaper, tomatoes are cheaper, so you could buy some potatoes and tomatoes. Now that they're cheaper, yes, uh-huh, that would be all right, yeah. And, uh, Vance? Well, since summer vacation is coming up, I, I, you could, uh, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, so you could, uh, give him a rowboat. Well, I could or, do that very nicely. Or a bicycle built for two, you could give him yeah. a tandem bicycle. Fine. Noreen? Well, I'd like some candy. Or shoe fly pie and apple pan dotty. <laughs> yeah. And one dozen roses. Uh-huh. One dozen roses? Lonnie? I was going to say about what Noreen was. Red roses for a blue lady. Uh-huh. Or possibly, uh, well, maybe some stock or something like Chattanooga choo-choo. You might give him some <laughs> a few shares of stock in a railroad company. Okay, fine. Brenda? Well, I was thinking of, uh, um, uh, uh, and my Mary Oldsmobile, you could buy an Oldsmobile. Well, say, now, uh, how do you like that? Yes, sir, you could get me one of those. <clears throat> uh, Pat? Well, uh, speaking of uh, flying, you might have uh, Tom Josephine in my flying machine. You might need an airplane. That is if you're very rich. Or uh, button up your overcoat. Yeah. Or if you like fruit, yes, we have no bananas. Yes, uh-huh. Well, uh, Noreen. Well, as long as Lonnie's giving you the channel of the choo I may as well give you the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> well, all right, kids. Uh, if I do uh, half as good uh, Tuesday on my birthday, I'll be very happy. <laughs> this question is from Mrs. Lucy H. Price of Palestine, Texas. If you were summing through the ads for special places to spend your vacation, to what state would you go if you decided on this one? Travel and teach your children history the easy way. You'll get a thrill when you observe the first, third, sixteenth, and twenty-sixth presidents. Lonnie? Well, you mean the places where they those were born? Well, now there are tombs here. Oh, tombs, Arlington, Virginia. Oh no, no. Ah, that? Well, that's uh, that's in Washington. Uh, there are tombs. Or they were born in Virginia. They all came from Virginia. Well, now, wait a minute. I think you kids are... You've uh, got this Earth, little mixed Earth, up. Washington came from uh, Virginia and Jefferson. Well, the 16th it. was Lincoln, though. says you'll get a thrill when you observe the 1st, 3rd, 16th, and 26th presidents. Ben? Well, uh, if you want, you would go the, to Washington, D.C., where you'd see the, the Jefferson Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, and uh, the 26th president... I wouldn't know, but uh, you'd go to Washington, D.C. No, I'm afraid you're off the beam on this, kids. Lonnie? Was the last number 23rd or 26th? The what? Was the last number you gave 23 or 20, 23rd? No, 26th. The 26th? Well, I could tell you who the president was. Well, who was it? It'd be Theodore Roosevelt. That's right. That's right. So, well, you give up on this? Well, perhaps I'd better tell you. Well, there's Mount Rushmore. In South Dakota, in the Black Hills, and uh, where uh, the heads are carved of uh, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt. Well, you missed the first part, so you can get the second one. 
So what state would you go if you chose this ad? Are you tired of the hustle and bustle of the city? Would you like to talk to a live Indian? Would you like a worm's eye view of the world? Would you rather see a drip than be one? Then come to the land of enchantment. Pat? Well, that might be Arizona. No? No. Huh? Lonnie? Could be Carlsbad Caverns, New Mexico. New Mexico, that's right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, we missed on the first part there, and that means Mrs. Lucy H. Price of Palestine, Texas, will receive one of the big, beautiful Zenith radio phonograph combinations from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Mr. G. Rule of this city wants to know where you would find an antelope and an octopus playing baseball. <laughs> Lonnie? Well, uh... The octopus is Marty Marion of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's right. And Emil Verbin of the Cubs, nicknamed, not not recently, I haven't heard him called it, but when he was with the Cardinals back in 44 and 45, he was called the antelope. That's right. Uh-huh. Very good. Now this next question from our Alka-Seltzer question box is from Sylvia Newland of Hutchinson, Kansas. If you were choosing a symphony by its name alone to honor a special guest at a convention... What symphony might you appropriately select if you had the following guests? First, if your guests were the uh, mythological father of the gods. Patrick? Well, that was Jupiter. Jupiter, and, so? And uh, I think there was a Jupiter uh, symphony or a Jupiter concerto or sonata. Well, Named uh, Ju- uh, Jupiter. Let's see. Now, Lonnie has his hand up. How about Lonnie? That's the symphony number 41, C major by Mozart. That's right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Now, if your guests were the discoverer of our continent. Lonnie? Well, that would be Columbus, or the discoverer of our continent. Continent, I said. I... Oh, that'd be North America. Pat? Well, that was Leif Erikson. Well, or, well, or if you want to go uh, America's Vestusis. Well, what symphony? That's what we're trying to arrive at. What symphony would you... Uh, Lonnie? Well, this is kind of far-fetched, but maybe the Borjaks from the New World. That's... That's just the one I wanted. Thank you very, very much. Now, before we tackle this next question, it's your turn, Jack Holden. All right, Joe. I'd like to talk about that moment when a holiday weekend ceases to be a pleasant experience. Oh, I know all about that moment, Mr. Holden. Comes along bright and early on the morning after the holiday. You're supposed to be feeling fit as a fiddle, all rested and ready to get back on the job. But instead... Well, if you wake up with a headache, you can wish you'd never heard of holiday trips and parties and fishing expeditions. Well, in that case, the thing to do is... Reach for that Alka-Seltzer bottle. I've found out from experience that sparkling, refreshing Alka-Seltzer can help you feel like you're supposed to feel after a holiday jaunt. Well, you mean... I mean Alka-Seltzer. Seltzer's quick. You fix it, you take it. And almost before you know it, you're wondering what happened to that headache that was making you miserable. Well, then you agree Alka-Seltzer is fast? I'll say. That pain reliever, what do you call it? Sodium acetyl salicylate. That's what I mean. I can't pronounce it, but I can depend on it for fast relief when I have a headache. And I do. I take Alka-Seltzer. And friends, you can't go wrong to follow that example. Yes, remember, when headache causes grief, misery can be brief. Take Alka-Seltzer for relief. Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. And now back to questions again. The K.W. Grant of Washington, D.C. has a pretty good hunch that you children, like hundreds of others, are counting the days until school is out. So she would like to ask you just what is the main thing you would like to accomplish this summer, kids? To start off with Noreen. Well, I'm going to write a book. You're going to write a yeah. book? Mm-hmm. Good for you. Uh-huh. Do you and have any idea what you're going to call yeah, it? Yeah, well, I think I'm going to call it. Well, maybe I should keep that a secret. 
but it's going to be about art and be for children. Oh, for children? Mm-hmm. And it's, got a, it's going to have all wonderful reproductions in it, and if I can, I'm going to draw some of them. Well, say, well, let us know how you get along with it, Noreen. That sounds very, very good. Then? Well, uh, this summer I expect to go uh, down the country where I have my uh, aunts and uncles, and I like to uh, learn farming, and I think it's useful in everyday sure. life because uh, when, when I get back home, I can... Uh, Gar- uh, take up gardening and different soil is good for different uh, things to grow, so I'm going to go and take up farming. Well, that sounds very good, too, Vance. Yes, sir. There's nothing like, no place like the farm. Lonnie? Well, this summer, I'd like to, by the end of the summer, I'd like to have my golf score a little lower than it is right now. Oh? What, uh, do you mind if I ask you what it is now? Well... <laughs> It depends. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> I, I don't talk about mine either. I, yeah. Well, is there anything else uh, that you... Oh, not especially. I haven't thought much about it. I'm, I'm still in school. How, how about uh, spending money? Uh, are you making any plans to do any part-time work or anything like that? I'm, that... I'm not sure of my plans yet. I'll think about that after school, though. I see. Mm-hmm. Brenda? Yeah? I plan to go for two weeks to Mackinac Island and then go back to the beach. Oh, fine. Uh, have you ever been up there before? No. Oh, well, you'll have a... Time. Oh, well, you'll have a wonderful time. Uh-huh. Can you swim? Uh, no. Well, you can. Well, you must be very careful. Yeah. One time I tried to swim at the beach and I put my head in and I, and I, and I wouldn't do it anymore. I, would, I went right straight out of the beach. Oh, my goodness <laughs> sake. Well... Out of the water. Oh, dear. Out of the water, huh? Because my eyes got my eyes full of water. Oh, you did. Well, what do you know about that? Patrick? Well, speaking of water, I'd like to learn to swim this summer. And also, I'd like to meet my quota of seeing ten White Sox games. Oh, you are? There's seven to go now. (laughs) Okay. Well, all right, bye. Uh, I guess you kids are going to be pretty busy this summer. Now, all you folks listening in may like to try to answer this question, right? Along with the quiz kids... It's from Mrs. Joe Goldsmith of Haven, Kansas. You are to name at least four pairs or groups of brothers found in the Bible. Lonnie? Brothers? Brothers, well, huh? Cain, Abel, and Seth. Mm-hmm. Ham, Sham, and Jephthah. Then, of course, those are pairs of three. That's a well, I thought right. okay? Well, Absalom and Solomon yeah. are brothers. And uh, Pat? Well, they're Simon and Andrew. Yeah. And uh, James and John. Mm-hmm. That would be two. Yeah. Two sets. You think of any others? I'll think of some more. How do you keep thinking? Oh, yeah, Mo- Moses uh, Moses and Aaron. Yes. Uh, Noreen? You can make four sets of three out of Joseph and his brothers. That's right, you could. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Brenda? Well, I was thinking of Cain and Abel. You were thinking of Cain and Abel, uh-huh. And uh, Seth, too. And Lonnie? Well, Jacob and Esau... And yeah. also, as Noreen said, uh, mentioned Joseph and his brothers. Well, I can name three of them. Uh-huh. At least uh, Benjamin, Judah, Reuben, and Joseph, of course. All right, fine. And Pat? Abraham, Haran, and Nahor. Yes. And Nahor's uh, sons, Bethuel, Husbuz, Tildash, Canaan, Jephua. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also, uh, uh, Ham's son. Ham's son, uh, Cush put Canaan and Mizraim. That'd be uh, two sets of twins. Yes. Or triplets and one son. Fine. And uh, uh, Reuben, Simeon, Levi. Oh, that's uh, 
Joseph's brother. Yes, huh? And let's see now. Gomer, Magog, and Modea, they were, uh, they were some of the sons of, uh, Shem. Yes. So, uh, you know. Well, I guess we've taken care of uh, the first part of this question very nicely, kids. Now, on the second part, uh, we're still speaking of brothers. Let's see if you can name four groups of brothers found in baseball, either present-day players or men found in baseball history. Noreen? The Major brothers. That's right. Joe, Vince, and Dom. And uh, Lonnie? Well, there are quite a few of them. There's a, a Lemusel brothers, Irish... Irish Musel and Bob Musel. Yeah. They played for the Yankees. Or for the, one of them played for the Yankees, and one of them played for the Giants in the in the 1920s. Then there was a brother battery, Wes Farrell and Rick Farrell, and yeah. played for the Washington Senators in the 1930s and early 1940s. All right. Can we think of any others? There's some present-day uh, brothers that uh, we haven't mentioned outside of the DiMaggio brothers. Can we think of any others? All right, there's, uh, well, Dixie and Harry Walker. Uh, Lonnie? Well, I was, I was going to say Walker. And I think uh, they also had a brother, Gerald Walker, G. Walker. Yeah, and there's the uh, Cooper boys, uh, Mark and uh, Walker, and uh, also the uh, Dean brothers, Dizzy and Daffy. Well, uh... Now, this next question from our Alka-Seltzer question box comes from H.D. Halbert of Burlington, Canada. Kids, for what products do you think the following advertisements would be appropriate? First, what products might this uh, uh, slogan advertise? Uh, get a load of this. Huh? Well, it might be a truck uh, that you could carry. Yes. Or a uh, wheelbarrow, anything that could carry loads. That's right, Lonnie. Or uh, maybe coal or hay or something coal. you could transport mm -hmm. in a truck. Brenda? Well, I was thinking of carrying very wool. You know how that is so heavy? Oh, yes, yes, uh-huh. And, well, how about this next one? We die to live. Lonnie? We die to live. That might be in the undertaking. undertaking. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't exactly thinking of that. Uh, Noreen? Well, clothing guys or rouges. Well, I know, but what, uh, what kind of a business would that suggest, uh, Pat? Well, uh, tailoring, because you could dye the clothes there. Yes, uh-huh. Or, uh, to make a pun, you could dive to live. That would be deep-sea diving. Deep sea diving. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. And, uh, Noreen? How about hairdressers? Women's hairdressers. <laughs> well, I guess you girls know more about that than I do. How about, uh, this next slogan here? Hold everything. Hold everything. What would that, uh... Suggest pass. That'd be a red cap. <laughs> very, very good. And Ben? Well, I would say that'd be the newspapers because they sometimes when they get late news they say hold everything. I'd be hold the presses. That's right. <laughs> well, we're going to have to stop right here, quiz kids. The old school bell means that it's time for the judges to get busy on your report cards. Now they're going to take your age into consideration as well as the number of correct answers you gave in figuring out your grades. And while we give them a minute to do that, here's an important message. At seven. At 12, at 6, mealtime in America and vitamin time. Yes, put that one-a-day brand, multiple vitamin bottle on the table and see to it that every member of your family takes a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule. Don't take chances. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins, so don't take chances that your daily diet is short on essential vitamins. Be on the safe side. 
Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Sixty capsules, only two dollars. Remember, mealtime is vitamin time. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. All right now, kids. <clears throat> I'll have your scores in just a second. Here they are. Now, here's the report of the judges on today's competitive question session. But let me remind you now, whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Now, the judges say that as a class, you missed one question this afternoon. Brenda was first, Lonnie second, and Pat and Noreen tied for third. So we'll see you four back in school next week, along with Joel Kupperman, age 13. And we hope you will plan to attend school next Sunday, too, friends. We'll be calling class to order at the same time and hoping to mark you present. Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Mr. Kelly. Listen to Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Jack Holden speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, NBC in Chicago.